All right, and I Got am it. recording as well. So what's going on? How are things? Oh man, <clears throat> you know it's uh, it's cold outside, and uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna need a raincoat. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm always worried about things like that. So yeah, you know, I mean, if it's all if it's all gonna end, it, you know, it's really it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, might as well be my fault. You know, just. <laughs> But, you know, it's the nice is because uh, I, you know, I find it a lot easier um, to get a good night's sleep when it's raining. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I, I, you know, when I scream, my voice is straining. That, by the way, can I just like, I know that we're jumping ahead here, but can I just say that the, she only sleeps when it's raining and when she screams, her voice is straining is like the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> It's like, I want him to keep going, you know? And he's like, and then there's me. I'm not complaining, you know? <laughs> Interest in this relationship is feigning. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Looking back at you, my neck is craning. <laughs> Just, like, really terrible, like, Ham- Hamilton-style rhyme scheme. Yes, like, exactly. That, like, really bad. Just, like, every single line rhymes. There's no internal rhyme structure or anything yeah, interesting. Just- just a a a a a a a a rhyme scheme. <laughs> the one thing I really that I I love, like this song, reminded me so much of like this trope in in pop music and particularly pop rock. Where it's like they say the lyric and then you you get like one word is done in like a falsetto voice. Yeah. Where it's like, and she screams, screams, screams. <laughs> yeah. In the background. And like, and like John, John, John Mayer like does this with like, he's like, because we're waiting, waiting, waiting on the yeah. world to change. Um, and then like, if you go back further in rock and roll. You have like uh, Bon Jovi's "Wanted Dead or Alive" because I'm wanted, wanted. Yep, yep. <laughs> or, um, or remember, um, like Beethoven's Fifth, where he's like, "Bum bum bum bum," and then someone in the back is like, "Bum bum bum bum." Yeah, yeah, that shit was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, folks, today we are continuing our dive into 90s early 2000s the transition of rock and roll from awesome stuff on the radio to shit stuff on the radio yeah and, just the nosedive of shit rock yeah the nosedive of shit rock <laughs> as we're moving from like different genres of rock and roll to what i would say is adult contemporary by the end of it yeah yeah by the end of it it's gonna be the worst shit you've ever heard in your life yeah and to today i think we are really hitting one of the prototypical like it is the gestalt it is the 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 thing that is casting the shadows on the wall (laughs) of of shit rock adult contemporary 3 a.m by Matchbox 20. <laughs> it is the Plato's cave of shitty adult contemporary rock yeah. music. 
I was like, I was like, I don't know how long I can keep that. <laughs> I, I liked it. Going. I liked it. I was like, okay, what are all the things that I can list off of uh, <laughs> that all just stand for Plato's some sort of, some sort of Plato's cave metaphor. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, I love the hilarious little cool guy intro with the guitar, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and just, like, rings out a little bit and then goes into it again. Yeah, so, like, I mean, this is now, we are in full, um, so we are in this era of the mid-90s. And, you know, we started with, uh, again, for those that aren't familiar with what we're doing, um, we are using the Goo Goo Dolls as our waypoints through this era and like so previously with name we had this situation where it was like a little bit more cleaner guitar but something more interesting there's still like a little bit of an edge to it 3am is like just straight up acoustic guitar and like that's it and there's nothing wrong with acoustic songs by any means but like this is now we are grunge is dead like this is no longer distorted in any way shape or form this is as round and as soft as it can possibly be, as, as yeah. inoffensive as we can possibly yeah. be. And this is this is the ascent of that kind of like you know acoustic pop bar band, right? Yeah. You got your Matchbox Twenty. You got before this there was like Hootie and the Blowfish. This actually sounds like a Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh outtake, yeah, to be absolutely. honest with you, absolutely. Um, do you remember that song Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh, who who can forget Breakfast at yeah. Tiffany's? <laughs> that this is another in that genre. Like this song is just like Breakfast at Tiffany's done by Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. That's what this song is. Yeah. I would absolutely absolutely agree with that. And thematically it's, you know, it's a song about depression, right? But he does something interesting where he doesn't write it from the first person perspective. He's yes. like the girl you're depressed i'm gonna talk about your experience with depression (laughs) yeah um i mean it's always it's always fun when a um, a man is writing from a woman's perspective and you know not that it can't be done well like it, it absolutely can be but in this case it's like but it's often not it is often not because, I mean, it's the thing of it's it's basically this is the 90s version of like the 3 a.m. text. What are you doing? Yeah, this is this is because you can't do that. Right. Like you, you have to either call them, which is annoying and wakes up the whole house. Yeah. Or or you do the like, you know, show up at their doorstep move like the Hey Jealousy guy was doing. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, and it's like this whole thing of basically she's like. Oh, his idea is that she's depressed. I need some dick is, I think, where. Yeah, I think that that's the subtext, right? Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. (laughs) It's like, you know, I, you know, if if he was some sort of like Italian guy from like the Jersey Shore, he would be like, it's like, oh, baby, you ain't feeling too good. Well, I got something that'll cure you right here. Just one shot. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, but he, he's doing that. But yeah, but it's like you know that doesn't make for a good uh, uh, adult contemporary rock song. Um, it makes no. it makes it makes for great must see TV. But <laughs> yes, when when was Jersey Shore? Was that that was a little bit after? I think this, it's a little right? bit after this. But we're yeah. we are getting into the contemporary of Jersey Shore and yeah, and all the damage 
that that show <laughs> did for uh, Italo Americans. <laughs> All right, so she says it's cold outside, and she hands me my raincoat. She's always worried about things like that. So what the fuck is going on here? The the cold that's a metaphor, right? Yeah. So she's both the bearer of the bad news, and then is, is this like, is is the rain? a metaphor for, like, the failed relationship, or is it just, like, depression? Yeah, so are they, I guess, like, are they, you know, maybe this is a, this is, everything's, things are ending, and, but, like, she still cares? That's the thing? Yeah, but the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced this isn't actually a breakup song. It's just a song about depression that sort of, like, pretends to be a breakup song at certain points. Mm-hmm. Because, right, so, so she's, she's always worried about, like, these, you know, these, these chicks, they're always worried about things like that. <laughs> like me wearing my raincoat. Uh, yeah, that's uh, his mothering instinct, I guess, is what he's, uh, you know, saying about yeah. her. About And then she, if you notice, like, she's taking care of him, but then she's also, like, taking all the responsibility for whatever's going on, right? Mm. She says it's all going to end and it might as well be my fault. So she's like, it, it doesn't fucking matter whose fault it is, so I'll just take the blame. That's fine. Yeah. Well, so she she says it's all going to end and it must might as well be my fault. Is it her? So I guess this is all her referring to herself, yeah? That's how I took it. But, I mean, I guess you could think of it, she says it's all going to end, and then the next thought is just, and it might as well all be my fault. But then why? It would seem weird to change the perspectives halfway through that line. Yeah, so I think, yeah, so I think in that case she's referring to herself. So this is not the narrator referring like talking about himself being my fault right i don't think that the narrator wants to take any responsibility for anything so now so now we have a we have a female perspective and uh being written by a dude and dude making it so that the woman's uh saying everything is her fault (laughs) right (laughs) Very sarcastic. Well, but she's contrast. saying it in a flippant way, right? She's saying like, "Well, it might as well be my fault." Like, like we know that there's no one to blame, really. Right. So, and then she only sleeps when it's raining. She screams, Jesus. and her voice is straining. <laughs> I'm sorry. She only sleeps when it's raining. Is just like, as you pointed out, that couplet is so terrible. <laughs> but like, she only sleeps when it's raining. I was like, okay, all right, like. I enjoy taking a, a lovely afternoon nap when it's raining and the and the sound of the rain is calming, and that could set up a nice kind of you know imagery and what have you. But then no, yep. it's just this is just shitty '90s. Uh, I'm yeah. attempting to be deep. Well, and the the narrator doesn't even really understand what the rain metaphor is right. because it's like if it's the depression, then why is she sleeping when it's raining? Yeah. Like then, you know, at this point, the rain seems like it's a like almost like a soothing thing, yeah. right? It's like the only time I can get to sleep is when it's raining. Right. I thrive under the bad circumstances, but that's not what is happening in, before when it's you know it's raining and you're I'm worried about that. Yeah. And here's your raincoat. Yeah. So I think the the more interesting thing would be like she always sleeps when it's raining, and it's like okay, like that is a tr- very depression. Uh, reaction you just you're constantly sleeping you're sleeping way too much when you're depressed instead Mm -hmm. of she only sleeps it's like nah, she always sleeps when it's raining yeah and then that that maintains the integrity of the line too because always and only can just sub 
you just sub it out. Yeah. Stupid. Um, so, um, and then you know what happens is, uh, and she says, "Baby." She says, "Baby, it's three a.m. I must be lonely." <laughs> Which, yeah, there's that's the drunk. That's the the precursor to the drunk text. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, what? What's so weird is the the next part. Like when she says, "Baby," well, I can't be. I can't help but be scared of it all sometimes. Yeah. And, like, I don't understand what he's trying or what he's trying to make this woman say. <laughs> like, well, he's just sort of, I feel like he's just guessing at her inner thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's just like, I, maybe she says this. Because this isn't, like, actual dialogue. Right. Is- this isn't like, this is, you know, this isn't like two people having a conversation. This is just, like, weird snippets of, like, sad internal monologues. But, like, not even sad internal monologues, like... Internal monologues projected onto someone else. So it's like, yeah, this woman is just scared all the time. That's her thing. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing I don't I don't get is, you know, you know, life pro tip to the listeners. You can just ask people how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You could, you, you don't have to guess. Like, that is. Yeah, like, this is, it's so vague that it's almost like these people really just need to sit down and have a conversation about what's going on here. Yeah. Like, what are you scared of? Why are you always asleep when it rains? Yeah. And then and then it's like, and the rain's going to wash away, I believe it. Like, so pedantic note about rain, it doesn't wash away. It washes other things away. Yeah. The thing that happens to rain is it stops raining. That's what happens when to, to make rain go away. Yeah. But it's so weird because it's like, again, if, is this a, if this is a metaphor for her depression, then she's oddly hopeful about it right right because you know i can't help but be scared but the rain's gonna wash away i believe it so like she's there's this is very clearly depression from the perspective of a person that's never had it (laughs) yeah this is and i i think it's that deal of like i don't think all you know i don't believe in the trope that like the brooding depressed artist is the only artist that produces good or interesting work of course not. I think this is somebody buying into that trope and yeah. accordingly writing something they don't understand anything about. Yeah, it feels like they're like, okay, well, I don't really know what to write about, but I know that depression is a big topic and, like, you know, sadness and grief and things like that. So I'm just going to, like, pretend it that I know what I'm talking about and kind of, like, have all these weirdly mixed metaphors that seem to add up to something that sounds right but like if you actually just sort of go through it you're like no this isn't this doesn't make any sense exactly yeah so i i i just don't like this is the metaphors don't make any sense um but yes that's so we've gotten through the first chorus so yep you know also the the chorus has a lot of like he throws in like vocal weird vocal affectations Mm -hmm. where he's just like throwing in random syllables and stuff that's bizarre to me. That's like a very late '90s thing. Yeah, I, I I agree. That is a very weird late '90s thing. It's just like it's just like a cool guy crooner kind of thing. <laughs> like you know, just like I'll just like add some random syllables to this word, or yeah. like throw in some woes. Yeah, we are. I think it's like we are moving away from that replacements, like trying to just be the replacements. Yeah. Well, and I think that the idea is like they're trying to like 
add this air of like authenticity and tortured artist stuff and so they're just like oh if i like if i say whoa and like you know really really sell them on how sad i am about the lyrics that i'm singing mm. people are gonna buy into it and i mean i guess it worked because this band was wildly popular yeah no, this band was this band was indeed wildly popular i mean the thing is what's so interesting is rob thomas who you know the singer of matchbox 20 and uh, ostensibly lead songwriter you know he had like kind of a shitty life growing up like single mom grew up poor alcoholic grandfather and it's mm-hmm. like you know there's a lot of potential pain to draw from and yeah. he fails to do that <laughs> yeah it's just a it's just a muddled mess yeah well, let's get, let's get into the, the second verse. Yep. Second second verse. She's got a little bit of something. God, it's better than nothing. <laughs> and a little bit of what, bro? Like, what do we, what do we, you know, say what you mean. Yeah, she's got... What does she have a little bit of? But then if you think back to the, the end of the chorus, is it that she's got a little bit of hope? Because she's like, oh, I'm, you know, the rain's going to wash this away. Right. Well, is that... But then it doesn't make any sense because then it says in her... In her color portrait world, she believes she's got it all. Right. So, like, so that would make more sense. She's got a little bit of hope. God, it's better than yeah. nothing. And then, then you had still that metaphor of the color portrait world. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I guess you're trying to make some sort of rose, gla- you know, rose colored glasses metaphor here. But that's not who this person is. That, like, that totally defeats everything right. else that they've said about this so person. So, this person is, yeah. So, she's wildly depressed, but, you know, I mean, I, I can, I can, I, um, you know, I can identify with that to be fair. It's like, you know, I suffer from depression, but I'm like, you know, things are going to work out in the end. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. Like I wing, wing my way through life. Right. <laughs> but like, that's more just like Slavic stupidity on my, my end. <laughs> like, I'm just too dumb to like be more depressed than I already typically am. <laughs> Maybe that's what, that's what's going on here. <laughs> But it seems weird to write a song about, like, well, the, her problem is that she's too hopeful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's, that's – so now – yeah, so we're learning more. I think if what we're illustrating now, we're only two lines into the second verse that mm-hmm. this guy has no idea who this person is. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's lost and confused. That's very clear. Also, what the fuck is this? All right, she swears the moon don't hang quite as high as it used to. I mean, it's probably just at a different point in its orbital path, right? Yeah. Like, don't worry, lady. This shit's cyclical. It'll it'll come back. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I don't understand what that's supposed to be a metaphor for. Like... I, well, here's what I think. Like, you know, to try to give it give this line it's due is the idea of like she you know things aren't she doesn't like the world is looking to her not as beautiful as it used to right right like she you know the the moon isn't as high it's not as bright or whatever like it's you know her worldview is is deadening because of her depression yeah. or her, you know, whatever. I guess that's the, the, so this is an attempt at a take on the, like, you know, this, you know, the stars don't shine as bright or something like that. Right. That, yeah, it's that kind of thing. I think. Yeah. That, okay. So that like, so this is an attempt to make a new, new metaphor. Mm-hmm. 
And but again, you know, with the moon not quite as high in its orbit as it used to be, <laughs> she only sleeps when it's raining, and she screams, screams, screams <laughs> when her voice is straining. I mean, I will say this: I will like as much as as much as I am hating on this song. I do love the, like it is such a smooth and solid. I and mean, Rob Thomas, he is known for being smooth. Um, yeah, oh, if yeah. anything, it's such a smooth transition. So it's like she only sleeps when it's raining, and she screams, and her voice is straining, and she says, "Baby," it's like it's such a good transition she from like verse yeah. into chorus, where I'm like, it's it's so well done. It is very smooth, and like it, I I will give them that that like <clears throat> they at least make use of the kind of um, the 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 chorus seems almost slightly like more hopeful but arguably mm-hmm. like this person is pretty hopeful like the yeah that's what like doesn't make any sense like the music is uh of the of the chorus matches the picture he is painting of this person right but yeah, yeah, and the chorus is this like fun anthemic thing yeah. that when you hear it, you go like, yeah, yeah. And that's and you know, that's again, this is gonna be something that's very, very consistent for like we're getting into the mid '90s and we're still shooting for that kind of like, uh, you know, arena rock like anthemic level of of sing sing along. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we're back. You know, we're back into the chorus. So now, so now, what do we know about this person? That supposedly she's depressed, she worries about things, a little flippant, mm-hmm. um, maybe seems depressed, but then also has way too, way too high hopes, you know? Yeah. Almost as high. How, how dare she be hopeful in the midst of her depression? <laughs> right. So, but, like, that doesn't, that to me, it's like, it doesn't make, like, this doesn't necessarily give us any new information within the chorus, at least not to me. No. No. Well, but let's hold on, though, because I think that the chorus gets made sense of by the third verse. All right, so let's let's get into that third verse. All right. So she believes that life isn't made up of all that you're used to, and the clock on the wall has been stuck at three for days and days, which, first of all, so the v- third verse is, you know, we're going to slow it down here, folks. Yeah. Right. Let's get a, little, get a little quiet, because, you know, sensitive means not too loud. <laughs> Right, so we have this stopped clock metaphor, which, you know, it's like it's holding her back, and, you know, it, life isn't made up of all that you're used to, but at the same time, all I'm doing, you know, because the clock is stopped, so time is stopped, yeah. so I'm only doing the same thing over and over again. But then, interestingly, right, because it stopped at 3, so when she says in the chorus, it's 3 a.m., I must be lonely, we don't have any reason to trust her anymore, <laughs> because it's always 3. It's always 3. Right? It could be 3 in the morning, yeah. 3, you know... Yep. So she's not just she's not just lonely at three a.m. She's lonely all the time. Yes, the 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 it's three a.m. is no longer a point in time. It's now like a uh, a feeling. Yeah, right. It's a state of being because it's the clock is stuck at three. Yeah, so, that, so that's actually that's that I think that's an interesting interpretation. Yeah. Um, also, that's why the moon is probably so confusing to her because she's like, wait a minute, it's only like seven p.m. Why is the moon over there? Mm. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, and so again, but again, we have this this theme again. She believes that life isn't made up of all that you're used to. 
So this again is this kind of theme that's popping up in the 90s of I think people have some idea of what the world is supposed to look like or be like. Uh-huh. And that has and been And it's not that. It's not that. Yeah. And Yeah, I think that that's a big I mean that's a that's one of our classic shit rock themes, right? Is well this shit isn't really panning out the way I thought it would. Right. And I was I was told this would be better. I was told this would be better and it's not. Like this could almost be an interesting metaphor in the next line. She thinks that happiness is the mat that sits on her doorway. So I so here's here's my like Derrida reading of that, okay? <laughs> so 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 Derrida has this notion of like hospitality, which is like, you know, the, the, he he kind of contrasts conditional hospitality, which is like let me see your papers kind of hospitality with unconditional hospitality, which is like you let the other in even if it destroys you because, first of all, it, it, it's not going to destroy you. Right. And second of all, if you don't let the other th- the other in, then that's the thing that destroys you. Okay. Right? It's like it's it's not a home unless it has an opening. Sure. It's not a home unless it has a welcome mat. It's, you know, the welcome mat is the thing that makes you the host. It's the thing that makes the home what it is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're sort of already inextricably bound up with everybody else on the planet – so, you know, maintaining that distance is the thing that's going to destroy you. So happiness is the welcome mat on her doorway. That's kind of cool. Like, I don't know that the, this dude actually, like, really has all of that. I mean, he might. He might be, like, a, a real Derrida scholar, but he probably isn't. Yeah, and so I, I um, uh, as not a scholar of Derrida... <laughs> <laughs> I did not have that interpretation, and in fact, I immediately thought of the Dear Landlord song, Doormat. Right. Um, And I was like, she thinks the happiness is the mat that sits on her doorway, and... The thing that gets stepped on, and the thing that... yeah. Yeah, that she's being stepped on, and that, you know, she thinks being happy, you know, she... Or she can be happy if she tries to please people. And because right. of that, she becomes a doormat to other people. And I think, like, that's a that's a trope or that's that's a thing that happens. Like, there are people who want mm-hmm. to please everybody and other, you know, sociopaths, potentially the guy who's writing this song about her, you know, treats her like shit and treats her like a doormat. But she's like, I she's chasing that idea of happiness but it leads to this kind of despair and loneliness because nobody is is taking her feelings seriously or what she wants seriously uh-huh. and treating her as just an absolute doormat and using her. But then here's the other thing that so when it's when it's raining, the doormat has a functional purpose of keeping the house clean, right? right? And so then we get happiness is the doormat. So she's there's this idea of like her use and her use is being the person that can handle the tough times mm-hmm. but then it says right and maybe that's why she only sleeps when it's raining like that's when she kind of like that's when she's at her most peaceful is when she's you know when she's allowing herself to help others and then at, then it says but outside it stopped yeah. raining right that's how they transition back so it's like well, her whole use value to herself and, like, the thing that she feels, you know, most comfortable with is the is when this bad thing happens. But now that the bad thing hasn't happened, that is in itself a new bad thing. 
Yeah, so it's like it is. She is contented by taking care of people or being, you know, people taking advantage of her caring nature. But now, so whether it's the actual rain or somebody who's using her during the bad times, like so, then that would actually make way more sense to me for the (laughs) chorus that it's like if she is this doormat, this thing that is that she finds you know, contentment or she finds, you know, some sort of reason to exist by taking care of other people when they're at their low, when they are, when it's raining on them, when they're doing bad, then, Mm -hmm. then the chorus makes sense under that sense. If it stopped raining that at 3am she would be lonely, you know, she is that nobody is coming to her with her problems which would then to me so that then makes you know, okay so it's 3 a.m. so the everybody's problems are gone nobody's coming and uh, uh you know availing themselves of her emotional labor and so she <laughs> is now lonely and you know what the rain would wash all of that away that's true like it would if the rain came back she would then be able to provide emotional support to the people upon who it is raining. Whom? It's yep. raining on or whatever. <laughs> Whence. Whence it's raining. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, that would that but would yeah. make way more sense to me. And this that might be, then that's a, I, you know, maybe it's a mild stretch, but. Do you think it's a reach? Might, it's a that's, reach. A reach. <laughs> that's a reach. That's a reach. Yeah, that would make way more sense to me that it's like, okay, it stopped raining. She feels lonely. If the rain comes back. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of those songs that kind of like it's trying to figure its its own meaning out as it goes. Yeah. Right? Like by the third verse, it's kind of clear as to what it's trying to say or at least a little bit more clear. Whereas like the first two verses are still just like this mess of kind of scattered yeah. thoughts. And then we, we kind of wind down and uh wind yeah. it down which you know i do one of the things that it, too many songs in my opinion do is the uh the fade out and i like mm-hmm. when songs just end when you, you know you wrap it up nicely you know well it's 3 a.m yeah i must be lonely well hell when she says baby well i can't help but be scared of it all sometimes yep <laughs> <laughs> there it is and that really that's all you need to you know it's all you get i mean well yeah this is like i just like well hell when she says baby <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> just add in the add in the well hell yeah. part well shit when she says baby well fuck <laughs> she says so i'm like okay like yeah again uh, it's to me, the song almost makes slightly more sense if the, it's this, like, chaotic narrator who's sometimes talking about her but sometimes referring to it himself. Yeah. Like, then the song slightly makes, like, somehow slightly makes more sense, but then it's, like, it's too much, you have to do too much work to figure out what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I don't mind having to do that work. I think it's fine as long as once you do the work, it makes yeah, sense. I don't know that it makes any sense. But I think sense. here, it's like, even if you do the work, only about 30% of it makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is as you, as we see, and as we will continue to see um, in these, these songs, the lyrics 
it's, it's just trying it's it's basically what i think of songs like this is you you think of a line you have your little notebook that you write down little lines that you think are good and maybe he's like he got he's like oh and she only sleeps when it's raining he's like okay cool cool um you know <laughs> weeks later he's like oh in her color portrait world she believes that she's got it all i'm like okay all right yeah that's he's like that's not bad that's not bad He's like, oh, and the clock's been stuck at three for days and days. He's like, oh, that's a, that's kind of interesting. And then he's like, okay, now I need to make a song from these three lines. And just, like, yeah. everything else, talking about it being cold outside, what have you, this is all filler to just get to those lines that they think are interesting. And Yeah, he's just he's just vamping <laughs> until he hits the next fun line. Yeah, it's like... And scars or souvenirs, you never lose. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's... that's uh... Yeah, that's the only thing that I can think is like it's like oh I've got a few cool lyrical lyrical lies that I can tell myself and little little gems little lyrical, little lyrical gems, gems nuggets. little nuggets and uh, you know throw it together you know I, I here's the thing that I bet happened though when he revealed the song to the band. They're like, okay, we're talking about is like, and she only sleeps when it's raining. And they're like, yeah, okay, it's raining. Da da da. They get to the third verse. She's like, but outside it stops raining. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just, they just act like it was insane. Yeah, it just, like, it just drops the mic, and then like everybody's just going crazy in the studio, and just like, damn, dude, that's deep. <laughs> I. <laughs> I think the actual thing is that, like, probably this band is, like, you know, it's a bunch of, like, studio musicians or whatever. I don't know. Like, I feel like all these bands, they don't actually have, like, real people in yeah. them. It's just guys that, that Rob Thomas hired to <laughs> play his music. Yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> so they're all just like, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> He's, they're, like, in his head, it's like Rashomon. Like, in his head, they all go crazy for that line. But then in the real world, they're just like... All right, so we're uh, we're picking up these bass tracks now. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like it's that kind of thing of he he says he says that, but outside it stopped raining, and he kind of like looks around the room with a slight smile, like looking it's like, like huh? Eh, huh? Eh, guys, huh? And they're all just like sitting there, like okay, um, I charge by the hour, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're just like filing their nails, just like what, what, where do you want me to be? <laughs> Should I set up my symbols? What do you want? What do you want? Uh, hey man, you know, uh, checks from songs with shitty lyrics cash all the same. That's true. That's true. And I'm sure that this one, and I don't know the actual totals, but this made a ton oh, of money. Oh fuck yeah! Recall. This song, like, it's. I mean, this thing was huge. This thing still, I, you know, still is huge. Like, it is still. I hear it all the time. Like. Yeah. It's just such a oh god. It's uh yeah, it's no smooth, but it's pretty good. <laughs> like in terms of no. uh in terms of like how popular, how ridiculously popular it is. Is it how does it rank compared to other Matchbox 20 hits? Cuz like they had a string of yeah, hits, right? Yeah, they did. I mean, they had they had Push. Yes. They had uh the fuck else did they have? I mean, I feel like Unwell was a better song. Um, okay. But that was like late. That was like in the early early two thousands. I think even push. I think would be a better song than this one. Like in general, but I don't think. I think three a.m. 
it's just one of those songs that just is constantly played still, especially on those like, you know, alternative radios, not even alternative radio stations, but just like, you know, pop rock radio stations, you know, for the adult contemporary crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Darren. Yes. 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Does it slap? Fuck no. No. Like the lyrics no, are the lyrics are so terrible. Like <laughs> the the only and to me the only reason the song has any redeemable qualities is probably the amount of work the studio musicians put in or like yeah. the band put in cuz like I mean I don't hate the the backing music. There's like some interesting stuff that happens from a production standpoint in terms of like the transitions between the verses and the and the choruses I mentioned before, but I 100% mm-hmm. think that was like some really highly skilled jazz musicians who still need to pay the rent, and so they're doing <laughs> right. studio work. And they're like, okay, all right, well, we're gonna build into it, and it's gonna, yeah, it's, we're gonna have this nice little transition. And Rob Thomas and the rest of the band had nothing to do with that. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Next in our Cool Guy Rock series, we'll be talking about MTV's Kennedy and Name by the Goo Goo Dolls. You can find Does It Slap on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, shit, just about everywhere. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. The reviews will help other people find the podcast. In your review, feel free to tell us what song you want us to give the slap treatment. Who knows? We might just add your favorite song to the slap canon. Follow us on Twitter at Does It Slap Pod. Our theme music is provided by the patron saints of slap, New Junk City. Find a link to their band camp down in the episode description. Our cover art is done by Jeremy Hammond. Find him on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Boom. Boom.